0: as long as people appreciate what I'm doing that's why I want to do it like that's why I loved shooting a wedding is that I know I am capturing the happiest day of their lives and they're going to be able to look at these photos for the next 50 years and hopefully be grateful that somebody was there to take those photos and they get to really live such a happy happy time you're
1: listening to not an wellness podcast with Natalie Dellinger, a place where passion speaks for itself and inspire people, share their stories. Thanks for listening. And yeah, it's a wellness podcast. Hey everyone. Welcome to episode 14. This episode of not another wellness podcast is brought to you by the Dellinger family because I sit down with my older brother, Dave Dellinger. He was a very successful photographer in the area of Fairfield County. And we talk about how he got started in his business, how he was able to balance a nine to five, becoming a new dad, and also starting a photography business all at the same time. How life kind of has thrown him different opportunities that has led him to learn different types and styles of photography and all the things he's passionate about. There's tons of wisdom in here. You're going to love it. And of course, we talk about CrossFit because... Of course you did and um, yeah without further ado Dave Dollinger and uh, make sure you follow him at, at Dave Dollinger photo on Instagram and order his prints to put them in your home and hire him to take your photos because basically he's the best you'll you'll see for yourself all right here we go Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is episode 14 of Not Another Wellness Podcast. And today is a little different and special and exciting because I'm actually interviewing my big brother and he's sitting right next to me. Hey, Dave.
0: Hey, Matt.
1: (laughs) So Dave is my oldest brother. I have two brothers. And Dave has a really cool story to share. And I wanted to have him on here and talk about his photography business. We'll go into a little of the background. Obviously, I know a lot lot about his life story, which makes this episode different. But I think there's a lot I don't know. My earliest memories of you were being an artist. And talk about that a little bit. Like how art started showing up in your life. Like what's your earliest memory where art was involved?
0: The one that stands out most to me was when I was in third grade. We had a program at our elementary school called Artistically Talented. There, It was called AT. That's when I started painting and really starting to focus more on art.
1: Yeah. I was in that class too. And it's such a great program because it basically pulled you out of class and gave you all this great... Um, well, really, kind of like one-on-one coaching and supplies and ability to spend probably like an hour a week or maybe more—I don't remember—just mm-hmm. painting whatever you wanted.
0: And to this date, we still have all of my paintings, all of your paintings, and all of Jeff's paintings in our basement. <laughs> yeah. In mom and dad's house.
1: Yeah, we did, and they're pretty. I'm not gonna lie, they're pretty good. For they're, they are school. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just not to tutor on <laughs> horns or anything, but. And then what did that look like for college? I mean, you were also really athletic. So how did you decide what to study? Or did you even know when you went into college? I don't really remember.
0: No, I thought I thought between going to an art school and going to a school that still gave me the option to play sports. Because I know if I went to an art school, I, look, I considered like uh, Savannah School of Design. But I knew there was a chance that I maybe wanted to try out and play soccer in college. So I wanted to go to a school that had sports and not only to play but to watch and to just kind of be in that environment. I thought it would have been more like a college experience. I never really felt like a true artist. I kind of saw myself as like an athlete who also liked to draw and paint but it wasn't the only thing that I was passionate about. I was passionate about so many things. And mm-hmm. sports was a big part of my life. Sports has always been a big part of my life. I ended up picking a liberal arts school. Ended up getting a degree in fine art. So I got to study art, but I did, I, my options weren't limited when I was there.
1: And I feel like you played every intramural sport possible. In yeah,
0: everything. Everything. I feel like I have like a lot of balance in my life with what I enjoy doing.
1: Um, what is your favorite artistic medium? And your least favorite, because I feel like you've jumped around a lot. Like- favorite
0: has definitely changed. Yeah, I used to in high school; it was chalk pastels. Mm-hmm. That was what I did. I took my AP art exam with. I had a portrait series with chalk pastels. Then, when I was in college, it switched to oil paints. And then, once I graduated from college, I switched to acrylic because oil just takes a long time to dry. And and then I really got into like pen and ink stuff. And currently, I don't do much fine art anymore. Now that I do photography, photography yeah. is my favorite medium, like a camera. That's yeah. my favorite. That's my favorite thing to do now. Least favorite has always been watercolor. <laughs> I've never liked watercolor. Really? I don't think I ever will like watercolor. <laughs> I talked to some friends that are really, really good watercolor artists. Like, and I Leanne don't under- is, is Leanne good, Leanne is right? really good. Yeah. And I don't understand how they're able to control the watercolor
1: that's true. I think your fine art was really big in college. You're doing a lot of portraits, a lot of houses, boats, yeah, pets. Even in
0: college, I really loved sculpture. We took a couple sculpture classes. That was really fun. Yeah, yeah. So that my favorite things definitely changed.
1: But this one has taken you places. Um, I mean, the pastel drawing did, in the sense that you had like a little business going. You had friends and family, and coworkers, and people who. Wanted their pets drawn. Like, I kind of
0: forgot about that, yeah. You really I did. probably commissioned like over 20, 20 to 30 pieces of art for, yeah, pastel. At least. Drawings. I feel like, and yeah. then
1: you, there were times when something would happen and you donate something or you do do a memorial um, piece on yep. someone or something. Yeah. Or.
0: And I would try other mediums. There was a time at Shore and Country Club where we used to be members once upon a time. And yeah. the pool director there contacted me asking me if I would paint a mural on the back wall and I yeah. was like, yeah, sure. I'll figure it out and figure it out a way. I said, go sun devils.
1: Yeah. I remember that. I remember and thinking I would... like, does he know what he's
0: doing? No. Like how
1: to space it out? And... I think
0: that was right when I, it was one, one college summer where I was just figure out ways to make money doing what I like to do. And yeah, that was one of the things that I got commissioned to do, which was pretty cool.
1: Um. All right. So then now like current day, present day, You have Dave Dellinger Photography. Your photos are so amazing and people come up to me all the time and they're like, I follow your brother's account and can you order this photo for me? And it's really taken off in the past. I would say it's only been two years since you really, I would say two years, right?
0: Not even. Yeah. So I started my Instagram account in November, October, November of 2016. So a year and a half ago. I was starting to post a couple of pictures on my personal Instagram account, which has turned into my son's Instagram account. (laughs) And I figured that people weren't going to want to see landscape photos all the time on my personal account. So I decided to create a photo account, just kind of post. I was able to take a lot of photos, just started posting stuff. And then I got contacted in December So two months after I had the account asking if somebody could purchase some photos. And so I said, sure. And then I went to Zenfolio, who is a company that builds photographer websites for you and built a website, put all my photos up on there. She picked the ones that she wanted to purchase. And I was like, oh, this is like, I guess I could do this. So that kind of inspired me to start my Instagram account, to build a website, to post photos on there, to see if anybody would buy any of this stuff. Although that wasn't my intention my intention was to take photos because i love taking photos and if somebody wanted to buy a photo then great mm-hmm. like it's all the more reason for me to keep doing it but i just love taking pictures and editing pictures and so about two months after i built the website i was like okay maybe it's time to get a real camera and real lens and i got a gig or two and realized that this is kind of a business i'm kind of a professional photographer people are paying me to do this now so. The nice thing about having a full-time job and having a hobby is that I can really pick my spots when I want to do photography. I'm always going to love doing landscape photography. It's nice to like wake up early, go catch the sunrise, be totally by yourself and just like reflect on how amazing like nature is Mm -hmm. and earth and like watching the sunrise. I don't think I enjoy anything more than watching the sunrise. And Amen to that. it's like, it'll give you goosebumps and to be able to take photos of it and capture it and like no sunrise is ever going to be the same. And so I always loved doing that. But then I started to get some opportunities, not with landscape. So I had a coworker that I worked with that was getting married and she asked me to, if I would shoot her wedding. And so this is like a totally different avenue of photography than I was ever expecting to go. And I was pretty nervous. (laughs) I was a fine art major, so I took a photography course. It was film, though. It wasn't digital. I've messed around using cameras for a few years. But, I mean, I knew nothing about event photography, portrait photography, landscape, uh, architecture photography, anything with setting up lights or using on-camera flashes or anything like that. And it really propelled me to, like, learn fast to make sure that I was prepared to shoot this wedding and I was nervous and I got there and it was so much fun. I would have never thought I would have enjoyed shooting a wedding with like the pressure of the bride and the groom and make sure that they're happy. But like I had so much fun. The photos came out amazing. I surprised myself with how good the photos came out. Like that's one thing I was like, all right, I can do weddings. And then my friend, just renovated her house. And she was like, would you take pictures of my house? And I was like, sure. Like, I'll give it a go. I didn't think I could do a wedding. I'll shoot a house. And I shot a house and the photos came out awesome. I was like, all right, sweet. This is great. Like, I could do house stuff now. A few weeks ago, there's this other photographer, super talented, Steve Walter. His Instagram name is Steve Walter photo. And I took a lighting workshop of his like, learned how to use lighting and off camera lighting and all this technical photography stuff. And it actually isn't even that technical, but it was to me before taking the class. And then I learned how to do it. And I was like, man, I could do like headshots now. And so I've had a couple of headshot gigs recently. And so now I'm really starting to like build like a photography business. Like I could offer any service now. And Mm -hmm. this just started as a landscape. Like I was only doing landscapes eight months ago. And in the past eight months, I've learned how to do so much more recently. I know all of your listeners know that you're a huge CrossFitter. <laughs> and yes, do now. And Natalie is the reason that I got into CrossFit. And so recently with uh, this big competition a few weeks ago at my gym, the owner asked if I would take pictures every Friday when everybody was competing and doing these workouts. And I did that. And that stuff is so much fun to do. The uh, event photography where you're kind of taking candids of everybody and whether it's sports Um, I also shoot, have shot, uh, actually the most experience I ever have with photography is shooting the U S open tennis tournament. I've shot that the past four years now and that kind of stuff where you're shooting sports or, or shooting any kind of event where you're asked to be more of a, like photojournalist behind the scenes, just capture like the mood and capture people. And, um, that stuff's really fun because. Once you're going through the photos, like you're capturing people and like their truest emotion or, and, uh, it's like nice to just go through those photos and give them to somebody. And then they're like happy that you took them. And
1: How many photos would you say you take of like a single place to get one out that you like?
0: A lot. <laughs> I don't think people realize I that. take way too many photos and. I definitely need to cut back on the number of photos that I take. So for instance, for a landscape, so say I'll go out at five o'clock in the morning, shoot a sunrise. I'll shoot for an hour. I'll come home with 750 images on my camera. Wow. I'm going to, I'm going to burn through my camera like faster than I should. I have no business taking that many photos, (laughs) but it's me. It's me testing different compositions. It's me testing different exposures. If I want a longer exposure, do I want the if I'm shooting water, do I want the water like nice and blurry and smooth and this the clouds to be moving in the sky or do I want it really crisp at a really high aperture so you have that like cool sunburst effect? And there's so many so many camera settings you could take so many different types of photos. I take way too many pictures <laughs> when I'm shooting landscapes, when I'm shooting events because they make these cameras now where they just shoot on burst mode, especially when I was shooting the CrossFit open, somebody's doing a lift or some movement and you just hold down the button and it can track this athlete or whatever it is. So when you're going through your photos, you make sure you have the best frame mm. and then you go in and edit that one photo. So I'm not editing 750 photos. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not their- going to, I'm going to make sure that I'm not going to miss the shot that I needed to take.
1: Yeah. And that's what it is. It's like you want to you want to check all your boxes, have every setting covered, and then look at it later and then decide. Yeah. Because you don't know maybe after. Yeah. So I, in my little experience with photography, I think it's interesting to hear you describe like finding the frame that speaks to you or the one that you're going to use to edit. What is that like? I mean, do you pull them up in a in a folder and kind of browse, and then one kind of stands out to you based on the just the way it's positioned or.
0: With landscape stuff, I definitely know I got the shot when I got it, like when I'm there. Like, if I see it on the back of my camera, I know that I could, like, work with that photo or it, like, okay, that one looks good. Like, I'll be able to use that one. Um, I usually just don't take the time to go into the back of my camera and delete all the ones that I know I'm not going to use just because it takes so much time. It's so much faster for me to just upload everything and take what I want.
1: Okay. What... Other hobbies do you keep into your life currently? So you talked about CrossFit.
0: CrossFit has been it's a big, a one big part of my life for the past 8 months now. Yeah. I started in not even, uh, September. Um I love that. I try to go to that gym f- around 4 or 5 times a week if I can. Um the biggest part of my life is my son. Mm. He's, he's the best. He's <laughs> one and a half 20 months now yeah he'll be two in august he is um yeah i mean he's just the greatest thing in the world um i i can't even imagine my life without him like my life revolves around him my job revolves around him photography unfortunately for my photography photography's kind of taken a back seat because like i just enjoy being with him so much like he makes me so happy i it's indescribable like when you see your own kid like smile at you or call your name, it just, it melts you. And you're like, oh, should I wake up this morning early and go down to the beach or take photos? <laughs> or should I wait for my son to wake up and say, da <laughs> It's fun. And it's even more fun like with my wife, like the three of us, like when the three of us are all together, Yeah, nothing beats it.
1: And luckily you get to use photography to yeah. capture these moments with your family. Yes. Teach Owen sports. (laughs) Teach him how to...
0: I love family. Like, not even my son, but my family is, like, a big part of my life. Like, my sister, (laughs) my brother, my parents. Like, I feel like as you get older, you realize how important family is to you. And Yeah. I definitely don't have as many friends as I used to have, but that's definitely, like, a conscious decision because, like, I want to spend more time with my family and keep them closest. So, yeah. Yeah. Those are my hobbies.
1: Um, what are your goals for Dave Dallinger Photography?
0: This is a this is something I think I think about every day for hours a day. What do I want my business to be? I could turn this business into a full time business if I really wanted to. I know it would take a ton of work and a ton of energy, and it would take up a ton of my weekends. Especially with event stuff, you have weddings all the time on the weekends, you have a lot of stuff, a lot of photographers work a lot of weekends, especially having a little son being like, do I really want to give up my weekends to pursue my photography business? So at the moment, I like having a steady nine to five job. And I like having photography as my hobby where I can pick and choose what I want to do. I kind of like where I'm at. If I was a little bit more busy, that would be good, too. But I feel like I'm in a really good place with what I'm doing right now. I would like this business to grow slowly hmm. because I feel like I could handle that. If it grows, like, too fast and I have to start turning down more and more people, I feel like it's, like, an opportunity missed. Hmm. But I really like the rate at which my photography has progressed so far.
1: I think that's a good way to look at it, too, is that doesn't have to you know, explode and just become this crazy, you know, full time. Cause that could change its meaning to you and change that of it being a passion to being, I
0: don't ever want it to not be fun. Right. And it hasn't, I haven't had that issue yet, but, and my situation right now is like, it's pretty great. So
1: I would agree with that. I think it's really great. I think it's a really good balance. I think you have, a good approach. You have like a positive approach to it. You look at it for what you're going to get, what you're going to gain from it, how you're going to be able to continue to be an artist, but also have that stability of your job, have your family time. And I mean, seems like you're going to a good, good sweet spot right now.
0: Yeah. I think one of the nicest things about it too, is not having to rely on income from taking photos also affords me the opportunity to do some pro bono stuff which is really like the most gratifying type of work so for example for the open or whatever for the for the crossfit for the workouts i said i would just take pictures i enjoy doing it for that company to be able to post their photos on their facebook page and see all of the athletes and members react to the photos and being so grateful that i was able to capture that is what means the most to me like I don't care about getting paid for it like as long as people appreciate what I'm doing that's why I want to do it like that's why I love shooting a wedding is that I know I am capturing the happiest day of their lives and they're going to be able to look at these photos for the next 50 years and hopefully be (laughs) grateful that somebody was there to take those photos and they get to really live such a happy happy time and that part of that part of the wedding photography I wasn't really expecting it's it's such like a good feeling to know that like you're doing something that makes other people happy
1: that's amazing that's a really good way to put it yeah you're giving you're giving people a snapshot into a happy moment and photography is that it's a highlight reel it's a it'll jog your memory back to that time and place and You've definitely inspired me. I've learned so much from you, like growing up. Just, I'm not as artistic, but I, I have a tendency. I would say.
0: I think you could be a better photographer than me. I think you're really, you have a really good
1: eye. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I to remember your all point, your
0: photos from high school and all your black and white stuff, and.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, because yeah. of you, I pursued those avenues. So thank you, but it was like looking up to you and being like, "Wow, Dave took photo in high school. Okay, like I could try photo. I mean." Yeah, sure. Like I was an artistically talented too, and I was the third Dellinger that was, and that's a big. Those are big shoes to fill, but I think it's cool how to see your siblings all kind of find their way. And there's some things that you're born with, like I think the artisticness. That's not the right word. Artistic ability you were born with. I was definitely born with it as well, and like our brother Jeff was born with a knack for fixing things and building things in its own way. And we are all able to like make the most of it and we're still figuring it out. And it's kind of cool to see that carry through. And that's like the point of this podcast is everybody has something that they are passionate about or not even that, just they might be good at. And that's the direction you got to go in because that's going to make you feel good and be able to give back. who knows
0: if you've found it yet. That's the other thing, like finding all these new things talking about crossfit once again but with photography i always knew that i liked art and was somewhat artistic but so when i was able to take good photos i wasn't really surprised but with ghosts working out or going to the gym like i had such a bad view on the crossfit world and then i did it and not only did that part that i changed my mind on um, the perception of CrossFit, but also I didn't know if I could do it. And just being able to do something well that you didn't have confidence in yourself before gives you so much more confidence than doing something that you know, you're good at mm. because it's comfortable to you. So like, yeah, that's like, I'm like a CrossFit doing CrossFit has made me realize that I need to push myself in other parts of my life because pushing myself there. Gave me confidence that I didn't know that I could have in myself. Yeah,
1: doing something that scares you.
0: Yeah. As and cliche as it, it is. Out. Yeah. You got to push yourself. Because if you don't, then life's just going to be a little bit more boring.
1: I completely agree. And that's a perfect way to wrap up. Um, so thanks, Dave. Thanks, it was Maddie. It so nice to talk to you like this. This isn't really what sibling, you know, we don't get to,
0: uh-huh. like... There aren't many in-depth conversations with...
1: No. Especially with the... At least with the three of us. Not with the three of us. And definitely not with our family. The size it is. And, like, there's just too much going on.
0: Yeah.
1: So, this is really cool. I feel like hearing your story being retold re- by you is so interesting because I have my own perception of it and what I've seen. But there's things I didn't know. Yeah. And...
0: And I also don't reflect on it, really. So it's weird to talk about it out loud. (laughs) Because it's usually just all these thoughts in my head.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm glad you did. And I think other people are going to love it, too. So thank you.
0: Thanks, Nat.
1: That was so much fun. And thanks, Dave, for sitting down with me and sharing your story. I'm really grateful that I come from a family of inspired people and i think that has really helped me in life find things that i'm passionate about and always be on that journey to challenge yourself to do new things and find new things and do things that scare you and find the benefit of all of it if you guys are liking this show so far it would mean a lot to me if you could kindly go into itunes and write a quick little review or leave me yeah so leave me a review or comment um Also would help if you give me a rating and it doesn't seem like that would matter, but it actually does. And that's going to help me spread the word and continue to grow and get better. And follow me on Instagram at naturally underscore nomadic. Follow my brother, Dave at Dave Dellinger photo on Instagram. You can also find us on Facebook as well. And I love you all and have a great, great day and I'll see you next time. Bye.